Hello and welcome back to the Grace Fueled Wife podcast. I'm your host, Beatrice Vargas, and welcome to our self-coaching Saturday, where this week we are going to talk about how to have the marriage of your dreams or how to design the marriage of your dreams, if you will. I hope you are ready. It's going to be a quick one, maybe 10 or 15 minutes. Let's jump right in. Welcome to the Grace Field Wife Podcast. My name is Beatrice Vargas, and my mission is to improve the quality of marriages by helping us learn to be fueled with grace. Are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty? Are you struggling to reignite the passion and love you once shared with your husband? Are you at a crossroads of leaving and repair, but you're constantly reminded of your promise to God to stay true? Or maybe things haven't even gotten that bad yet. Maybe you don't argue that often, but since you barely connect anymore, you've started to give up hope of ever being happily married again. You might have contemplated or even fantasized about what it would be like to leave. Maybe you're telling yourself that you're just sticking it out for the kids. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. I want to help you heal and reignite your marriage while still believing in the promise God gave you. I want you to stay with me, learn from me, internalize the grace, guidance, and interviews so that you can become the Gracefield Wife. You can learn more and connect with me directly on Instagram at the Gracefield Wife. Now let's dig in to today's show. Now I recognize that my students and clients may be in different seasons of their marriage, but this topic applies to anyone. As you have noticed with some of our previous Self-Coaching Saturday episodes, self-coaching includes a lot of clarifying questions. Without those clarifying questions, we cannot get to our final goal, as scripture says, without vision, the people will perish. The point of the clarifying questions is really to make this goal abundantly clear. And with this topic, it's no different. If we want to design the marriage that we want, we have to first envision the marriage that we want. Therefore, my first question to you is, what does the marriage of your dreams look like? Now, I want you to answer, what else? And after that, I'm going to ask you, what did you leave out? Now that you've written down a clear picture of the marriage that you want, you need to take one very important step. Now, for those of you who are new to our self-coaching Saturdays and maybe you're a little bit confused about what the questions are about, let me just remind you, self-coaching Saturdays are a place where we are going to grab our journals. So this is not the, the kind of episode that you're going to listen to when you're driving or maybe if you are driving, don't cheat. Go back and get your journal because you're going to have to do some work. That's why it's called self-coaching. You're going to grab your journals and I need you to answer these questions. So remember, the questions were, number one, what does the marriage of your dreams look like? And this is not just like a one or two word answer. I want you to journal the heck out of this bad boy. I want you to paint yourself a word picture of what the marriage of your dream looks like. 
What what does your daily life look like with your husband in the marriage of your dreams? Everything. Get it in there. Do not leave anything out because you know what? Remember, my next question is going to be what else? And then my last question to you is what did you leave out? And the reason why we are doing all this is because we need to visualize. Okay. Now that you've written down a clear picture of the marriage that you want, I need you to take a very important step. Look at that page and tell me whose actions does that marriage rely on? Yours or your husband's? Whoa, bomba. Since we know we can't change our husbands, how are we going to achieve this dream marriage? Well, here's the kicker. Now that you have your dream goal, let's tweak it to something that is achievable whether or not your husband participates. For example, for a woman in the midst of separation, her answer could simply be, I want my husband back, which is an amazing answer, by the way. Nothing wrong with that answer. But my challenge to her would be, well, since since we can't force our husbands to come back, we can't make that goal that initial goal dependent on him. The goal would need to be dependent on us alone, partnered with God and his sovereign will. Therefore, we might reframe that wife's goal to be an outcome that she is happy with, whether or not he comes back. For those of you who are looking for their husbands to have a deeper relationship with the Lord and whose dream marriage includes their husbands being the spiritual leader at home, But we know we can't cause them to have a deeper relationship with the Lord. So what would make our marriage happy, even if our husband doesn't do that? Clearly, that goal is within God's will. So we know God will support our prayers. But I can tell you that you still can have a loving and connected marriage, even if your husband isn't equally yoked with you in the faith at this time. I'm not saying it wouldn't be better. If it was, I'm sure it would. But in the meantime, you're not doomed to a disconnected marriage. Do you guys see where I'm going with these examples? By making adjustments to our goals, we start to make them smart. Now, if you've ever heard of a smart goal, you know what I mean. But for those of you who haven't, smart goals, that's S-M-A-A-R-T. Smart goals are mean. It's basically an acronym for setting goals that stands for specific, measurable, aggressive, yet achievable, relevant, and time-bound. And time-bound meaning it's something that can, you know, happen within a certain amount of time. But by changing our goals so that they rely on you and God and not your husband, it becomes something that you can measure and achieve. Now, I'm not sitting here saying that we can create our own realities. I'm not saying any of that because God is sovereign in everything that he does. What I am saying is that we can pray, we can partner with God and we can say, God, this is the marriage that I'm dreaming for. What do you say? Of course, he's going to say yes to you. Of course, he is going to help you achieve those goals, but he's going to do some other things in the meantime. Now, here is another piece that I wanted to bring up for you guys. For those of you who are saying, okay, 
but the marriage of my dreams, there's no way that can happen without my husband because maybe we're separated and you want your husband back. And I'm over here telling you, what are your goals that don't rely on your husband? That's the first step to making smart goals. But here is another step. I don't want you to think that all is lost for you. If there's really no way that you can think about what your dream marriage is like without your husband participating, remember the first part of this conversation is what we're going to do before our husband starts to participate. But I want you to know, for those of you, all is not lost. The entire beginning of this conversation is still valid, but here are five things that you can do to create the marriage of your dreams, even if, even after we've done all these things. The first thing we're going to do is visualize, which we've already done, we talked about. The second thing we're going to do is pray. Now we've talked about that, getting into prayer and getting our will in alignment with God's will so that we know the actions that we're taking and the things that we're doing and the marriage that we are dreaming for is in alignment with what God wants and has planned for our lives. That's number one. Number two is pray. If there's things coming against your marriage, then I want you to pray for that. All of it. Everything that you're going to do is you are going to get very close to God in prayer and in his word and really just starting to hear his voice. And if you have a problem hearing his voice. This has come up too. I have had women DM me and say, you said that God said you were going to be back together in nine months. How did you know? How do you hear his voice? If that's been a hard thing for you, then please go back and listen to episode number 100. And that is hearing God's voice when you're in a tough season. That will help you give you some tips to hearing his voice, but you really need to get so close to him that you you can hear him. Now, remember his word says that my sheep will know my voice. That is the place that you're going to want to be. Number three is we are going to gain a sense of self-awareness to identify what our wrongs are. Now, this is again, going back to the beginning when I'm talking about smart goals, when we're doing these things and we're trying to figure out how can I have this dream marriage without my husband doing anything well this self-awareness piece is going to be really important this self-awareness piece is something that we do in the grace fueled marriage method is something that i help you to go through where we we come together to to figure out what are the things that perhaps you might be doing wrong in your marriage i also talk about this in episodes like all over on the podcast is to help you gain a self-awareness of things that you could be doing better. I want you to really think about, so don't think about your husband and his faults and how he needs to change and all the, the things that he needs to do. And, and don't get me wrong, I understand that there may be plenty. There may be plenty of sins that your husband needs to repent of, plenty of things that he needs to do right now. This is about you. So in reference to the first part of this conversation where we talked about how can you change your marriage without him because we can't change him, this is the part where it's about you. So let's get the self-awareness to identify our own sins. And and this is, this is biblical, right? So Jesus said to... Um, 
when he, when he said, look at the, take the log out of your own eye before you go to take the speck out of your brothers, right? This is where we're applying that scripture and we're looking at what have I done wrong? Without regard at this moment, we can worry about that another time, but with, at this moment, without regard for what your husband has done or is doing wrong right now, it's what have I done wrong? That's number three. Number four, you're going to do the opposite. You're going to visualize this beautiful marriage. You're going to pray for this beautiful marriage, really get in alignment with God, really get close to him, really start listening to his word. And number four, doing the opposite is understanding all the things that you are now aware that you have done wrong in your, your marriage and working to correct that. Taking time to correct that because that's going to be this going to be work this is years of habits probably bad habits and you know bad practices it takes years to break those habits sometimes it takes 21 days to form a new habit i believe it's 80 days for something to become like second nature that should help you a little bit with the timeline for yourself of how long do you have to be doing this work at least for yourself for it to become second nature so for the next 21 to 80 days, I want you to start actually applying all the things, doing the opposite of all the wrongs that you've done so far. Now, again, we talk about this in the Grace Fuels Marriage Method. We talk about this in our one-on-one sessions, in the group coaching sessions. But whether you listen to me or you listen to somebody else or, or you don't want to spend the money or you just don't have the finances, here is the free answer to get what you want. And that is get some self-awareness about the things that you've done wrong and start to do the opposite. And when you've gotten to the place that you're now working on it, where you're doing the opposite, I bet you, just listening to this, you will start to see change. And, and the reason why I know is because I get DMs all the time from my listeners who have never spent a dime from me, who are like, thank you so much. Your podcast has blessed me so much. I have been changing so much. And my husband has commented about how I have changed so much. So once you just start doing that, start doing the opposite of, of the wrong things. Number five, lastly, you are going to surrender the outcome to God surrendering it to God. I actually just recorded a podcast episode for a friend and we talked about this. And this is that this working with God and this partnering with God. I talk about me helping women to partner with God to transform their marriages. That is a two-part thing. Part one is doing the, the work because in, in God's worth, it, word, it says that faith without works is dead. So it's the actual works that is showing that you truly have the faith that God is going to create change in your marriage, that he is going to restore your marriage, that you're fighting for your marriage in the spiritual from a place of faith. You're going to do the works as if your marriage is already restored. So it's the, the doing and really the obedience to God's word in that case. Now, obviously, we know we can't be saved from doing, but... Our obedience is something that God requires of us. If we are being obedient, so that's the that's the the do the opposite. That's the number four, and the number five is surrendering the outcome because that is the understanding that you can't have works without surrender. You can't do all the things thinking you can control it. You have to surrender it to God because if that's the case, what are you doing? Then you can't call it a testimony because you've done all the work, right? The testimony comes when we give up control and we have nothing else to say, but this was a God thing. 
Now, if you've heard my testimony before, you know that I'd done all the things and my marriage was still not better. Even when God reconciled it, like he promised, my marriage was still not better. The better came when I actually surrendered the outcome. So this two part, you have to do both. You have to do the works and then you have to surrender. You can't surrender without doing the works and say, okay, God, take it, but I'm not going to do anything to change. And I think oftentimes women make that mistake. They say, I, oh, I've tried, you know, and oh, I, but I've been trying to pray and I've been trying to stay close to God. And, and in some cases, that's what they're doing. They're trying to surrender the outcome, but they don't want to do the works or they're doing the works and not surrender the outcome. So you can't have one without the other. For any of you who are really interested in this topic, I have another episode, episode number 103, which is how to handle a separation with grace. I also talk about the surrender piece in that episode. It's also five steps, but there are different steps than this. If you want, please feel free to check in the show notes and go listen to that one as well. I hope this self-coaching Saturday was helpful to you. And I hope you got your journal out and you, you know you have your notes and you're going to be ready to go. And once you've started to implement this, do me a favor, send me a DM or better yet, go post in my Facebook group and let me know how that has been working out for you. Until next week, everybody, I will see you on Tuesday. Until then, bye-bye. Hey, love, thank you for listening to today's show. If you found any value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review and shared it with a friend or someone else who needed to hear this today. This is really the best way you can thank me. It helps me to get the word out to other women just like you. See you next week.